I'm nervous. Who are you? I'm so nervous. Someone, stranger danger. Hey, you got to talk into that microphone. Stranger danger. There you go. Oh, proximity effect. Love it. Hey, man. Yes. You got to look into my soul. Oh, man. Feel me. Feel me. How's that air? Oh, this is wonderful. I was th- I was going to compliment you on that delicious off my bald head. Yeah, I, I, and I moved the table over on purpose so that oh. you would get nice juicy air. Hey guys, welcome to the Mo and O Photo Show. I'm Mo Morales and I'm Omar Gonzalez, and we together get together and talk about things that we like together. And we're finally together. <laughs> awesome. <I'm top. laughs> hey, have you been shaking people's hands? Um, trying not to because I hate people in general. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but. Um, <laughs> If people stick their hand out to shake my hand, I will reciprocate. But you're completely conscious while you're shaking their hand. That, it's a that, very paused shake, so they know I'm not comfortable with this shake. What you need to do is, like, you know, crush their fingers before they get too deep into the mm, shake. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, sorry, Susan. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so we're actually back together. And we're trying something new. We're trying not to look at ourselves in camera. We're trying to look over here because we've actually tried to record a couple of times. Right. And it's been awkward because, you know what, I didn't want to talk to you. Yeah. I didn't want to look at you at the camera. I wanted to look at you, but I had to look at the camera because I felt that's what I had to do. Yeah, same here. And so when you were next to me, I was looking in camera because I for a whole year. That's all you've done. Just oh, it's all I've done. Talk you to my talked to talking to me. It was looking into a camera. So. I know. So I'm like, wait, he's over there. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Welcome back to reality. Absolutely. Um, so hopefully we could do more of these together. But this is this is a one time thing for now. It will probably be back on Skype next time. But we hope as why you don't want to be together no more. Well, you know what it is. Honestly, I'm gonna tell you the truth. You know what? I love the smell of the cooking in this house, and I'm trying to lose weight. <laughs> So you're invited. You're invited. Uh, we have pasta today. I so. know it's 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 Sunday. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, that's it's, yeah. It's the best day to be at the Gonzalez house. So I made up a a little set here. I decided to like throw a bunch of cameras out. Not that we're going to touch them or talk about them at all. Never, except mine because mine is the best. Yeah. How do you like in uh, the Sony A7C? I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I I don't even let the hang up of one memory card drain me back from using it. Yeah, um, no. I've actually started taking. I'm actually going to put on my website that I'm back in business for portrait work. Ah. Yeah, not no events. I don't. I don't want to be anywhere for more than an hour or yeah. two. And I hate people. Again, we mentioned that. <laughs> I only hate. You people. don't hate people. I don't hate people. I hate people who who make things awkward. You know. Yeah. And and I think I'm not ready to get into people's faces yet, like everyone else is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think at the party we went to. Um, it was weird because everyone was so comfortable already and I didn't feel that comfortable yet. Oh, that's true. There, there's, I, I'm already comfortable because I've shot a couple of Events large and you're in the middle and of I'm in the, I, I, It took a couple of weeks though because there was time there where I was masked and mm-hmm. dancing and then it was like it came below the nose a little bit. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, no one had masks. And uh, the first few events I did, it was a little awkward because uh, it just takes a little bit of time to get mm-hmm. used to that. Yeah, Because, yeah. I mean, honestly, where are we? I mean, are we safe yet? No, we don't even know. Well, my wife and I were talking about this. We we sort of kind of did our own, like, you know, savage math. We said, look, most people are vaccinated, about half, right? Mm-hmm. Then that, that means that we're, we're protected, Right. For the most part, we're protected. If someone has it, uh, chances are that you're protected from it. Mm -hmm. And the chances of someone having it and passing it to you now are slimmer because not a lot of people have it around us in our area anyway. Right. 
But I don't know if you heard, like Sydney, Australia had to lock down again. Uh, yeah, the yeah. the numbers so, are ticking up. That's what that's what worries me. But like, is this new freedom going to is this new freedom going to make us regress again? Because it's just it just takes two weeks of people not caring to get us back up to where we need to lock back down. Yeah, th- this podcast is to scare you. <laughs> yes, fear is powerful. <laughs> Like Fat Joe said, I'd rather have fear than respect because the fear lasts longer. Ooh. Fat Joe is a, a genius. <laughs> so uh, today, we actually, oh, I said we tried to record a couple of times. The, the other time we recorded, we, we turned Skype on, we turned Zoom on, we had our microphones, we recorded this whole thing. Then later, Mo and I talked to each other and we said, that was absolute crap. Yeah, we, we decided that we were, it was good boys conversation amongst ourselves but then we realized that we had gone from left field to right field to foul pole to foul pole it was and a normal way that you and i talked like yeah. when we're eating and it had nothing to do with anything that you guys might want to listen to yeah so. i know someone's like release the hidden episode <laughs> no no we're talking about babs too much who's yeah. babs don't ask I, and i think uh what happened was the the uh, you know, one of the things we do as people is we vent with your friends. You vent and you complain because if you did that all the time to everyone, mm-hmm. you know, people would think you're annoying. So I think we were like venting about it. Yeah, we, we started venting. I started venting. And then I let him down that rabbit hole. <laughs> and we're like complaining about people and life and stuff. And yeah. then later we're like, this is not going to work. This is not going to ever air if we want to keep our friends <laughs> or make new friends in the future. Now we should bring up, though, that. We try to be as genuine as possible. Right. It, the reason wasn't that we didn't want you to see that we were a-holes. The reason is that it wasn't entertaining to anyone else. Right, right. Know? Even even Omar didn't ever re-listen to it because of the fear of being bored by it. And then uh, the minute we stopped recording, I said to myself, is that really what I want to put out there for the world to hear? <laughs> it wasn't super entertaining. I didn't feel it was super entertaining. And at the same time, I, ha- I was beating people upside the head with my, uh, yeah, my yeah. hate. Yeah, it was hate and opinionated. But you max. know what? I, I justified the hate, but it was still hate. You know. Okay. So in this episode, why YouTubers suck? No, no, <laughs> no just kidding. starting with us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Super opinions. Mm. No, actually, we're gonna give we're gonna give a little bit of photography advice. Those of you that uh, got this far, we are mostly a photography channel, um, but sometimes we talk about food and travel, and no one's traveling. Mm. Um, I can't wait for that to open back up. I know. Well, we, we got a couple of trips coming up. So today I went out with the Nikon Z62 and the Fujifilm X-T3 sort of in that mindset. If I was traveling, which one would be better to have? Mm-hmm. I haven't made up my mind yet. Mm-hmm. That video is coming on my channel. You know, that was a little plug right there. Oh, Can I plug my channel? My little yeah, go for station. it. Hi, Mo Morales. That's it. <laughs> That's my channel. <laughs> what do you do on this channel? I talk. I talk and I just do uh, morning videos where I get up in the morning and whatever I did that day, I talk about it. And if you see a video, it's because I thought it was worth sharing. You I, know, I don't always post. You. This is kind of something we talked about when we were venting. Your channel is in a lovely time where you're finding what you like to make and you're growing an audience that likes to watch what you're making. Mm-hmm. It hasn't become like sponsored or I want to get views. Mm-hmm. And that's how my channel started too. It was just like talking to friends and be like, Hey guys, look at this little camera exactly. I got. Exactly. It's, it was fun to make. And uh, there was no pressure whatsoever. So I think, well, actually I think in taking a change in my uh, direction of the channel, I'm thinking about actually going into 
tutorial on the A7C because there's not a lot of stuff out there for it. Mm-hmm. I go out there looking for how to do this, how to do this. There's nothing out there. Yeah. There's very little on the A7C. Like you would think no one bought the camera. Yeah, but it's yeah. selling very well considering, you know. Yeah. That's a good idea. That's that's how you get more eyes on your channel mm-hmm. too. I would mix it up with what the other stuff you're doing, which was, uh, if you haven't seen Mo's latest video, he went out with his dog. It was awesome. You got to see that one. He turned 10. So I figured let's do another photo shoot with my baby. And uh, it was fun. It was fun to see your dog and your interactions with the dog where, you know, that's funny. You unveil the curtain a little bit, you know, like your relationship with your dog. It's no one ever sees that. Right. Also, you know, it it also lends to reinforce the fact that it's not easy to photograph children or pets. Yeah. So that's a video that could have been a tutorial, which Mm -hmm. you did. You sort of made it a tutorial about, you know, what to do to photo, you know, your your suggestion of like have treats and be patient with dogs was great, you know. And with kids too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lots of treats. So that, that actually is a good segue to one of the things I wanted to talk to you about today. Okay. Um, when you're shooting a family and you're you know there's going to be four people in the shoot, maybe two of them are children. Do you lay out a plan to the parents before you get started so that they can understand? While we're shooting, these are the rules I need you to follow and help your kids slash, you know, pets or whatever follow. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It's good to set expectations with the client. So I always like having a conversation beforehand uh, to let them know guidelines and guidelines like how I shoot and how I operate. So first is a conversation on the phone, like what's going to happen in the shoot. Mm -hmm. And also when we're there... I actually like to go over the rules so the kids hear. No matter what age they are, they're, they, they, it's important for them to know like, hey, here's what we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have a great time. And some of the guidelines I put set forth is really to get the best expressions from the kids. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, since I shoot mostly teens, <laughs> my main rule is to have the parents like move out of line of sight. Mm-hmm. Like they, I, they could always be what's called backstage. Right. So they could be to the right of the kid. Go hide in the bushes, parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Don't get the ivy, but go hide in the bushes. Yeah, with little kids, sometimes you want parents around. Right. But with my teens, as soon as mom is behind me, you know, when I first started, I didn't know that mom was behind me making, I don't know, in Puerto Rico, they say mueca, mm-hmm. haciendo mueca. Yeah, yeah. Making yeah. Those funny faces. Yeah, making yeah. funny faces because they wanted to get the kid to laugh. They weren't letting me do my job. Right, and not realizing the kid's at that age where he's too cool to <laughs> laugh at mom, so he's not going to laugh at all. He's going to be, you know, belligerent face now. I I started to, to really catch on when the kid would be like, stop. <laughs> Mouthing, stop Yeah, that's, that's parents, though. And I, I think, like you said, for little kids, it's important to have the parents directly behind you because... I find that what happens what happens is the parent will then try to get the baby to smile and get his attention, but they're doing it over here on the left-hand side, which is a little far away from the camera. So the kids then turn to the parents and are no, looking, no longer looking at the camera, so you can no longer capture that moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I always tell the parents, if, if you're going to need to you know, get the baby's attention, you need to be directly behind me. And if I'm crouching down, you're crouching That's down. That's cool. Because you know- if not... They're still going to look in my direction, but they're going to be looking above the camera. Yeah, yeah, so it's important sure. that they know beforehand, please don't be behind me at all. If you are going to be behind me, it is directly behind me and mirroring my level. Yeah, yeah. You know what I've done, too, is the opposite. I've actually made the parent 
like it's almost camera is invisible. The parent is my go-to reaction person, and mm. I'm behind the parent. You know, so what happens is like if mom is down, kind of like a baseball catcher, mm. I'm you know, the umpire. Mm. You know, and so mom is if mom's saying, "Come on, come on, come on," if the kid has to run from dad to mom, we're talking little kids now, right, right. If they need to run, then you're shooting over mom's head. Right. You know, like oh, you put your back, your hand. So like you're the making bad does. calls, like umpires usually make. <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> that's a strike. Mm-hmm. So put your camera on continuous, continuous high, and then you can get at least the kid running towards you. But it's not really, not really you. You know, that's another thing. Good point. Make sure that your camera is always at continuous, you know, speed, whatever that is, low or or high, because. Any type, anytime you're doing family portraits where it involves teenagers or kids, you're going to not have a lot of moments. It's going to be fleeting. Yeah. The, first of all, the, the, the more adult kids are going to be bored easily. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. when they're in the, the, the family portrait moment. Not when they're by themselves, because when you're by themselves, you have the energy to draw something out of them. But when they're in the family unit, they, they feel like they need to be anti-authority for a second. Yeah, So you need true. to So you need to have a, a, a camera set to take this is where you spray and pray on purpose yeah and then in between those sprays i recommend like interacting like all right everyone shake everyone shake come on take a deep breath everyone you know you almost confuse those little kids Mm -hmm. because they're like what's this guy doing what's wrong with him yeah yeah. i'm laughing why why i'm laughing oh he's funny he's moving legs his legs are fun you know i'm like i'll Mm. and it's so it's so funny i i always tell the adults you know the aunts uncles and older kids i'm like listen guys I'm going to be an idiot. <laughs> it's not for you. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's also so I don't embarrass myself 100%. Right, I'm right. like, however, here's a rule. Don't look at the reactions that the kid is, you know, because the, the, rea- the, normal, the normal tendency is that people want to see what's happening. So they want to see if the kid's laughing or the mm-hmm. kids. So then you're. At, at, there was a time there where I was so good at getting great reactions for the kids, but all the adults are looking at look the at, kids. Look at where he thought he's smiling. He's so cute. Oh, we've never so... gotten him to smile. Yeah, that, yeah that's another good so, point. So uh, I tell the parents and everyone, I'm like, stay on me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, hey, everybody. Exactly. Like football players, just stay in your lane, know your assignment, and don't mess this don't up. Don't mess this up. And, because uh, it, it makes the shoots longer. Yeah, it does. If if you get five shots great of, of the little junior, but then the parents are looking at him, and it's not that that cool looking at him. Yeah, because you could get away yeah, with you that. You could get a, you're yeah. right. You can get some awesome like, reactions. Oh, everyone's oh, loving the baby. Yeah. yeah, you can get away with that. But like if it's, the kids doing one thing. But and if everyone... it's a weird one where he's pointing and grabbing his nipple at the same time, <laughs> it just ruins the whole shot. Wait, did I go too far? <laughs> kids do that. You can change things up on the fly. People learn. <laughs> like well, one one of the famous ones is. The person who doesn't know me at all and how fast I am is usually like an aunt and uncle in the corner. They are still fixing their hair when I'm finished shooting the family already. Mm -hmm. And I look in the back of my camera. They're still fixing themselves. I have everyone looking awesome because I'm like, all right, everyone, you're there. Hold her hand. You know, like everyone's in that great. They have that great look in their Mm -hmm. face. And the lady on the end is still like fixing her hair for the picture. So that happened so many times that my rule for larger family portraits, I would go down the row and be like, you ready? You ready? You ready? I'm fast. Don't fix your hair and don't blink. You ready? Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) And it worked. That's what you need to do. This this is something you learn from experience, but we're giving it to you for free right here. Free, yes. Like, listen, life lessons. And another thing, if if you happen to be shooting a family that brings along a puppy, 
puppies, dogs, full-grown old dogs. Yeah. You have to also consider the kid rules apply to the dogs rule. Oh god, dogs, man. You know, because dogs um if they're not well trained, their their instinct is to investigate everything. Yeah. And they don't want to sit still and they don't want to move, you know, they 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 their eyes are always you know, their head is always turning on a swivel to see what's going on around them because that's their job. Their job is to be, you know, to know everything and to protect those that they love. Yeah. It's instinctive. Even if they're scaredy dogs, that's what they do. So, again, it's, it's very important that you tell the parents the same rules you told them about the kid. Do not focus on the dog. You know what? I'll have, I take care of the dogs. They, I'll get the dog's make, attention. And the same rule as I said before, I'm going to make some weird noises here. Exactly. People. Exactly. It's important, again, to go back a step and, and, and ask the parent that you're on the phone with and make it very clear, as clear as possible, I need to know everyone that's going to be there that day. Oh, yeah. Because if you don't know a dog's coming and you don't know children are coming, yes, you could easily adapt and move on the fly and pick it up. But you rather be prepared for it mentally, so it's not an added stress. Because, what, yeah. because is it me or is it normal photography <clears throat> mindset that when you have to think on the fly, you end up be feeling more exhausted at the end of that day. When you spend more time thinking, things have to be fixed on the fly. When instead of you already had it all mapped out, knowing what was going to happen. I I might be the I don't know I might be the opposite. I think I raise my anxiety levels so much, like being prepared and mm-hmm. thinking about every little piece of the day and the shoot. That sometimes on the fly or if the location messes up and I have to think on the fly, that makes the shoot go smoother for me because I'm almost like that quarterback that has to change the plays. Mm -hmm. And then you're almost proud of yourself after because you're Mm -hmm. like, whoa, we had to go down this alley, and but I used the light that bounced off here. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is is you're, you're absolutely right, and I agree with you 100%. What I'm saying is then when I get home, though, I'm more exhausted mentally than physically, you know, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I had to, you know, improvise so many things. You're right. You know, once you're in the moment, I don't panic. I, I fix it. I make it happen. Yeah. But I always feel more drained if I had to do more, you know, aer- mental acrobatics than if I just had everything as I planned it. I think, of course, just with anything, the truth lies in between. You prep, you know your locations, right? You know all the kids' names and what you're going to do, the poses. And then you you change it a little, and then somehow there's balance, you know? Right, because no shot ever goes as planned. So I'm going to tell you a story. My, I had a client. This is the second time I've shot her. The first time, she said, I'm bringing the dog. And it was maybe the first or second time I ever shot a dog in the family group. It was a golden retriever, so they're usually mm-hmm. pretty good. Mm-hmm. But exactly what you just said, like the dogs don't really care that you're there. They they care about the city and the smells and, and all that stuff. So... I felt like that first shoot, I struggled a little bit because I was trying to get them good pictures of the dog mm-hmm. and I ignored the kids almost. <laughs> you know, it's like I had all these great photographs early on of the dog. I was like, I could have done a whole montage of the dog and the kids are just standing there like <laughs> walking off set. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I learned my lesson. I One of my rules became if you're bringing a dog, you have to bring a dog handler. Mm-hmm. So this is an extra babysitter or an extra friend. They are holding the dog. So when I'm shooting the family, there is no dog. The dog is down the street getting walked by the extra person. And then when the dog comes in, I'm, I'm like more, you know, I'm a warmed little re- up. You're warmed ready. up. Yeah. I'm ready. And then now it's about family plus dog. Mm-hmm. Instead of everyone has to always hold the dog if you don't have right. a handler. They're you know? holding the dog. They're looking at the dog. They're wondering what the dog is smelling. What's he doing? Shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Focus on me, family. Yeah, and Focus so this time, me. 
This time I shot them the second time, and they had two dogs. Mm. <laughs> but they brought a handler, and the dogs were well behaved. I got great family photos of them and their dogs, and uh, actually great photos of the dogs themselves. And because of COVID, by the way, doing all these backyard mitzvahs, I I started enjoying shooting dogs, mm. and even had a a quick button to switch from animal focus, autofocus yeah. yes, to human. I do too. Yeah, yeah, that's one of my pre-programmed settings. But I shoot a lot of animals in general. You know, yeah, I have Since like you hate people apparently. Yeah, yes, I hate people, and I, and I have Walt Disney's backyard in my in my house. So <laughs> no, it's like for real. It's like every animal in my backyard is skunks, there's raccoons, there's um those big fat. Um, beaver-looking things that aren't beavers. I don't even know what they are. Groundhogs. Groundhogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm like, they're everywhere. You so. should, uh, why don't you start shooting? Do you photograph them at all? Do you want to borrow this lens for a few weeks? I, I need something bigger, yeah, because what this, I have is... This is, is uh, for is those of you listening, I pointed to the Tamron 170 to 180. Which is a great lens. Yeah, and you can go crop mode on them groundhog it's, mofos. Yeah. Oh, they're they're so cool. Like, when I go to my car, they, they like, slumble away. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pretty, I need a sandwich. They're pretty chicken, though. If you oh, get yeah. close, they're like, I'm going to run yeah. here. <laughs> they just wobble. They wobble. It's so cute. <laughs> Uh, what else we think about that? Uh, All right, let's let's wrap that up. So portrait rules. Uh, I have one more, and remember, I remembered it when you said that you put mom behind you, mm-hmm. right? But when I started shooting family portraits during events, one of my rules is don't stand behind me, and it came about from two reasons. Number one. Everyone wants to shoot with their iPhone behind mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So you're posing all these people. You work so hard, like putting them in chairs. It's like a beautiful Vogue shot that you want to unveil on Instagram or, you know, you don't want someone taking a picture with their phone and posting it right away because then it's like, oh, that's a great shot you took. No, no, no. I created this <laughs> pose. Right. It's like a beautiful Sopranos-y kind of Vanity Fair pose. Some people on the floor, some people in chairs. So it's not just the photograph you take, it's the work that comes with it, right? right, right. So one rule was don't be behind me because you're not getting my shot. Mm-hmm. And number two is I've taken people out when I shoot with primes because you zoom with your body. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine grandma behind me? Oh and you've goodness. seen me Down move. There she goes! You've seen me move, yes. right? You move like a blizzard. It just <laughs> Everything in your way is white out. <laughs> I've taken out grannies. I've taken out toddlers who are behind me. I now know all, one. To- toddlers deserve it. <laughs> yeah. Get the hell off the your hell you underfoot doing? little. <laughs> you, little. <laughs> you know what? Let's transition that perfect because that's a great segue to my next point I want to talk about. All right, then. You're talking about you know, protecting your shot. What I was looking at the other day on Instagram, I see a lot of my friends that are photographers, and they're they're just entry level photographers. They have, you know, like the, the Rebel cameras. They have small cameras, and they just shoot for fun yeah but every one of their images on instagram has a atrocious or very visible watermark <laughs> watermark now that's right. i have sometimes i watermark my stuff but it's very light yes so my, my question to you is you know it's actually not a question it's just a conversation point i think what did you know we all went through that phase right where we we watermarked our stuff oh absolutely hardcore. I, there was like so much thought that went into the font and the size right, of it and exactly. the opacity level exactly exactly so i think i think when when do you walk away from watermarks because i think if you look at professional they don't watermark anything because they know it's their photo yeah i think part of the issue earlier was that 
you wanted to show your photographs large,、mm-hmm. and really there was no Instagram. Think about it. There was no Instagram or Facebook early on in the digital era.、Mm-hmm. So it was your website, and you didn't, or maybe.、Um, 500 pit, no, not 500. Flickr. Flickr, thank Flickr. you. It was Flickr. And Flickr, there was lar- large on the screen.、Mm-hmm. And I think early on, there was a little bit of a digital sort of fear that people would take and share your image. So I think early on, the issue was that there was no Instagram.、Mm-hmm. I think if you're watermarking on Instagram, it's kind of silly because Instagram's. Resolution is so awful. Right. Like, who's going to steal that on purpose? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what it is. That's where I'm seeing all this stuff. As I'm seeing this all on Instagram,、um, this person will take a beautiful like, shot of the, the moon setting behind the city and then, you know, Bob Cologne right yeah, across yeah. it, like really big. And I'm like, come on, man. All right. So let me counterpoint you then.、Mm. Instagram has a bunch of accounts that take、mm-hmm. people's photos. Uh, to feature them. Right. You know, and a lot of the, if you ever look at those posts, the person who gets all the likes and all the love and the great shot, man, is the, the person who's posting them instead of the at somewhere at the bottom. Exactly. Yeah. And、uh, I think there's a lot of people on Instagram that follow either hashtags or these,、mm-hmm. these feature sites, and those people are getting credit.、Mm-hmm. So I could see. Where someone's fed up,、They're, they continue to be featured on these landscape sites, these street photography sites, to maybe put a little something.、Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I can see the argument for a little something.、Um, but yeah, you're right. If you put a huge name on it, it's kind of tacky.、Mm-hmm. But I put it, you know, where I put my little watermark on is we in the industry share vendor photos for、mm-hmm. social media. Right. And those get seen by a bunch of clients because they're looking for decor. DJs, MCs,、uh, mitzvah theme.、Mm-hmm. And、um, I like to have my name at the bottom because a lot of times you're not tagged. Sometimes, not, I shouldn't、right. say a lot of times, but sometimes you're not tagged. Right, because they're not thinking about you. They,、yeah. they, they're, they don't, they're not working against you, but they're just not positively thinking about you. The yeah,、vendors. they might not be too savvy、right. either with like, some people give credit, some people don't. So I give a little. Opacity、mm-hmm. to my name at the bottom. Well, that makes、yeah. perfect sense. I think, though, you know, when, but you're right, there is an error there. Th- I think, to be, to be honest, like, if, if I'm more distracted by your watermark, then, then you failed. <laughs> yes, yes. Then you、yes. failed. If you see the name before the pretty picture. And that's、yeah. what it is, especially with that fake little copyright symbol. Oh my gosh. Like, first of all, ma'am, this is not protecting your picture. It is not copyrighted. <laughs> Yeah, the copyright. That's because it's default, I think, on、uh, like uh, Lightroom or something. No, I think, yeah, some of those、uh, you know, phone apps, too. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, like, like, and it's like raised.、Mm-hmm. It's like a big fat C. Yeah, that's... Big fat, chunky, <laughs> all in your face. Oh, I'm not going to copy that photo. That, that one's copyrighted. I know. But that's just, you know, I always want to talk about that. Like, I, I, I'm bothered by it, but I, but I guess as a, new, as a new photographer, I see that because I also did it. Oh, yeah. And you know, I, the other issue that happens too is like, you know, if you're going to put up a gallery that people can buy from, that's where it gets a little bit more stressful because, you know, someone could just copy, you know, you could do a screenshot and the person, quote, has the photograph that you were trying to sell.、Mm-hmm. You know, so if like you did a little portrait session and you put 40 pictures up on a gallery, you got to protect them somehow. Now, it could be resolution, but now the person doesn't even, they can't even see the picture. So here's what I used to do, and I don't know how you feel about this. What I used to do with, with clients that、um, paid for a certain portion, but not like prints, 
Yeah. I would send them a, a, a slideshow, but it would be with a huge, very <laughs> opaque that you could barely see it, but a big watermark, like huge, because my intention was to have them buy the prints. Yeah, yeah. So I would share the, the prints with them. But then I find that there's people who don't, that you could you could sit there and say, trademark watermark, and that's all you see. Yeah, and like proof. Or, Do not know, copy. Yeah, and like a, just a little bit of the people's face, but they'll still post that. They'll still post it. <laughs> <laughs> like... What's wrong with you? I know. So then, then it's like your work now. Oh, what does this guy do? I've with actually, his photos? I've actually had conversations with people on Instagram who are friends of mine, and I've seen them post something like that, and I'm like, you know, you're not doing a service to the person who took those photos. Yeah, I will call people out on that. Because, Happens with graduation a lot. Yeah, I'm thinking graduation like, photos. Hey, it, you didn't buy this graduation photo. If you if you don't want to pay for the picture, then don't post it. Don't post it. I yeah. mean, it's, you could it's, steal it. And just keep it home alone, yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things that I, I, I think, you know, just it, that really bothers me. Yeah. I guess as a photographer, that that's why it bothered me, because I knew someone took the time to take that photo for you with the intention of you buying something It's obviously it. protected, yeah. And you, and you could care less. And again, if you weren't going to buy the photos, don't have your kids sit for the photo, unless they're forced to by the school. So, you know, yeah. You know what the solution is, but it's very time consuming, is after you shoot the portrait session, you could send a slideshow that's small and moves mm -hmm. because that's hard to copy, you know, like to screenshot. It's digital. The quality the is quality so bad. Is so, bad. Yeah. so that's one thing you could do is like, hey, we're going to give you a little teaser of 10 photos. Mm -hmm. And then what photographers kind of do is they go in in-person sales. So you, the, the client never, ever gets to see or manipulate or screenshot the images. They co You come to the person's house, you open up your projector, and I, I did this for like the first two years. You used to carry your Mac around. Yeah, I used yeah. to carry my uh, my iMac. Yeah, like I used I to put that. it in the box. Yeah, 27 inches, rolling. 20, I know, I used to like roll into people's houses and be like, you got a plug? <laughs> Get a little Wi-Fi? <laughs> <laughs> What's the Wi-Fi password, okay? And then what I would do is uh, we would sit together and be like, do you like that one? Do you like this one? Mm -hmm. You know, now, now I see it as completely ridiculous. This yeah, was overkill. But you know what yeah. though? It, it's it the protects. stuff to help you cut your teeth and, and get those sales, son. Yeah, it would it would sell because um, you know what? The gallery won't ever exist. Mm -hmm. You won't have these pictures, mm -hmm. and we're gonna delete them you know in twenty four hours. Yeah, that's no, another kidding. thing. Yeah, you know what I used to do, and I'd stop doing it though because it was more cost effective because it, it didn't always work. I would show up with a package of photos already pre pitched, oh, pre printed, yeah. Yeah, and I would yeah. say this this package would cost you like 150 bucks for and this and then they reach for it and you pull it back I'm like nah son <laughs> yeah. yo son there's a string on it yeah 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 you, you want that you want that that is where a watermark is legitimate where you actually someone came to your studio or someone sat your their child in front of your camera with the with the known intention that there was going to be a sale at this point yeah that's true it's, they, it's, they it's know different. what they're getting into right, right. as long as you if you dressed up little bobby in his little shirt and tie that day you knew it was picture day and you also know the prices and you, you they, have, they give them to you ahead of time ahead of time you so have to if really your whole have plan, your opera yeah, yeah yeah if your whole plan was to just grab those proofs and like you know try to erase it with a pencil yeah yeah you know, yeah <laughs> oh, so sad. hey listen if you guys are trying to do i think this is a good entry point um, I think people like that's the first thing where you get your foot in the door for charging people is mm -hmm. doing portraits. Right. And I recommend everyone needs pictures for like either a holiday card or they, their kids are just getting older. Then as long as the client has the expectation set, they know what everything costs. They know the session doesn't include prints, that whole thing. Have all your stuff figured out. It, 
that's the best advice I can give because what ends up happening is is no one knows anything. You don't even know anything, mm-hmm. and you're charging people. You, it's just a mess. So if everyone has the prices beforehand, and and you know, like they know that you're going to come to their house, mm-hmm. you're not going to put anything online. It's tricky. You just have to come up with your own system. There is no right system. That's the thing. No, because because every customer is a hundred percent different. Yeah, you, you can sit in, in a room with eight different customers, and and you'll get eight different expectations, even yeah. though you've laid it out. You know. Yeah, yeah. So you know, this is this is again all everything we're saying is just suggestions and ideas, things that we've been through, things we've learned from. But don't put watermarks on your images on no, Instagram. No, <laughs> no. I was gonna tell you real quick because this you just reminded me here a quick story of like kind of a weird system that I came up with. Didn't come up with. I I copied it from another photographer. Listen to this crazy thing. The client wouldn't pay with money. The client would pay with what were called credits, Mm. almost like kind of like another currency. Mm. And the way it worked is like Bitcoin. Right, right. I remember this. Yeah. And and it felt so dirty Mm -hmm. that I did it for like a year or so. And I'm like, why am I going through this whole thing? So the way it worked is like a portrait of eight by 10 costs two credits. Mm. But each credit is twenty five dollars, mm-hmm. so the eight by ten is fifty dollars. <laughs> but you're not calling it dollars, so it's less painful. Exactly, right. that was the whole psychology, right. which was like, "Hey, this is only two credits. Hey, forget hey, about it. Forget. You want to buy give, ten give more seven. credits? Yeah. Give me seven of those." Make and you know what? Like a lot of things work this way. Uh, like if you go to an amusement park, you know. Uh, the prizes cost like five credits. Ar- arcades, but, yeah, arcades. You buy tokens. Tokens. They're twenty five cents a piece, son. <laughs> but you know, so there's that psychology where you're kind of trying to get by, but everyone knows what's mm-hmm. going on. So you feel like an a hole. You feel like a scammer. Like, a scammer. You know, well, yeah, Susan has eight thousand credits now, and she bought one picture. <laughs> and there was always things. It was like these strategies, so that everyone always had like one leftover credit. Right. And right. it's like you could buy two more credits and, and then buy something else. Yes, yes. Yes. Make buy. We throw in this uh, free uh, plush toy here. <laughs> it's so dumb. So uh, these are the things I. I you know, I just said I brought that story up because I just told you to have all your stuff laid out, like if you know what you're doing, mm-hmm. but you'll never know what you're doing without a lot of experience. And that was an example of where I had everything planned and it didn't work. So anyway, this was great. What did you think of the new set? Like overall? I like it. I feel like like not YouTube-ish, but still hip and cool. Did you forget the camera was on? Yes. Me too. Times. It was really nice. Yeah, yeah. And you it. know what I, I found? I listened to you more. Mm. You know how a lot of times I'm editing the show and I don't know what you said? Yes. Like, I heard everything you said this time because yeah. I'm watching you. Yeah, edit something for sure, though. Yeah. <laughs>